Welcome to the 49th edition of the Wolves Women Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and tonight I'm joined by Tom. Hi, everyone. And Matt. Hello, everyone. We'll dive straight into the games as we've got a preview of the County Cup final coming up with a special guest. Um, so let's start with the big one. Uh, Burnley away. Um, must win game for Wolves to keep in their, uh, their title hopes alive. Um so starting eleven was Shan Turner, Lord Cooper, Anna Morfit, Emma Cross, Jay Cross, H, Amber Hughes starts again, uh, started, uh, Naomi Bedeau, uh Destiny Toussaint, Beth Roberts, and Beth Merrick. Um so quick couple of bits there, Matt. Obviously, Amber Hughes first start since that game in December. Great news, wasn't it? Yeah, brilliant to start. I know in the, the pre-match podcast we were debating whether she was going to be fit enough to start. And then what formation? I've got to get it in there. I predicted 4-4-2. <laughs> we went in there. We won it. I'm going to be the next manager of Wolves Women. <laughs> there you go. Well, that, Maka obviously listened. So, uh, you know, Maka, if you need, do need any sort of coaching tips, Matt's there ready for you. Um, obviously, Tom, we knew that Tammy was suspended, so therefore wasn't available, which isn't a surprise. Um, but no summer. Um and she's still suspended because league rules are uh, it's seven days from the offence rather than two games. So therefore it rules her out for two weekends. Bit of annoyance, wasn't it? That one, don't you think? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, I just don't get that rule at all. Um, you know, cause it's especially in a men's game, you know, when you, you get, so many yellow cards. It's by game. I don't get why in the women's game it's by days. I just, I just don't understand it. It, it, it should be by game, and that that needs to be changed um, most definitely going forward because you know it's it's not fair, is it? Um, but yeah, it was disappointing not to have Tammy and 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 Summer because they're two probably two of the best players that we've got at the club. And it's a big game as well to, to have them missing, you know. So yeah, it was disappointing. Go on, Matt. I was just going to ask you, is it, do we know if that's the rule in the WSL as well? Or is that something in the non-professional game? I, I do wonder it's where it's linked to being an amateur game and therefore... Uh, and despite the quality in Tier 3, despite the investment there, you know, they, they still treat you as if you're um, a bunch of kids on a Sunday league football, don't they? Well, basically, yeah. Um, so there we go. I mean, I think one thing would say about with Tammy and, Tammy and some of them being suspended... Coops and H have, you know, stepped up and showed that leadership and the skill that we we know that they've both got, didn't they, Matt? Yeah, we we've, we've got that depth there in central midfield, and you know, it was this time last year that we we were having um, some availability issues again at, at central midfield, and in certain fixtures maybe maybe cost us a little bit. So, um, for them to play at Burnley away, you know, arguably the toughest fixture, considering we've beat. Forest away twice in a row there in the last two seasons. You know, Burnley's been our bogey team, really. So to go to Burnley away when they kind of had all of the, the momentum and the motivation to win after what had happened to, to us and Forest the previous weekend, I thought was was fantastic. And, and yeah, they I'm not gonna say controlled the midfield because I think it was a it was a game plan that involved us having less of the ball mm-hmm. and just taking opportunities when they came and and, and we did that. Yeah, um, we'll pick up on a couple of points there. One, I think, yeah, yeah, obviously Burnley had momentum. They made the big announcement that they were going to be playing the final game at Turf Moor. Um, 
Maka just put put that put that announce that tweet up on the dressing room wall, didn't he, Tom? That and basically said, "There you go. They think they've won it." Um, and it was his team talk done, wasn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, it's the arrogance from it, wasn't it? Really. Um, that you know that they thinking that you know they're coming against us, but oh, we're going we're going to win anyway, and we, we've won the league, and we'll. We'll lift the trophy at Turf Moor, you know, it was just pure arrogance and, you know, they had a rude awakening on the day, didn't they? Um, you know, because that alone, you know, Maka didn't need to give a team talk, you know, that alone would have pumped up these girls to to go there and, and, and beat them and, and they did. So, yeah, we, it, it ruined their um, final day celebrations, didn't it? I'm not going to say I, I enjoy, uh, you know, Lion, I did enjoy that. I did really enjoy that. Um, Matt, you said, you know, it was a case of taking our chances. And when they came, we did. Amber scores her for her 18th goal of the season, first since sort of coming back from injury. Um, it's what Amber does best, isn't it? Yeah, it was a lovely little goal, really, wasn't it? You know, that, that ball over the top. And Burnley aren't going to give you much space, whether it's in the middle of the park or whether it's in their own penalty area. She had to make the space herself, you know, lofting the ball over the defender before um, chipping over the keeper in, in, into the corner. So it was a, a nice little tidy finish. And if I remember right, Burnley were having a bit of pressure at that time too. So it was it was an important time to get the goal. And it felt like one of those games that if I feel if we conceded first, we'd probably go on to lose it. So to get that goal in that moment was was key. Yeah. Um, and then Tom, they, Burnley do equalise from a corner shortly afterwards. Bit disappointing, I suppose. And yeah, we've been much better recently at corners, haven't we, in defending them? Yeah, in recent times, we've been much better, you know, at scoring from from set pieces and defending them. And you know, it's a bit disappointing, um, you know, that you concede from that, you know, because I know they've done a lot of work, um, on the training field, um, you know, to try and, you know, defend set pieces and you know to concede from a set piece, it was a bit. <laughs> it's not great, but you know. But they didn't let it affect them, did they? Um, you know, ultimately, you know, many teams would have caved in at that point. You know, you could see it from a set piece and then all of a sudden Burnley have the momentum. So, you know, that wasn't the moment what was going to change the game. It was how we reacted from that. And Matt, we, we reacted well, didn't we? We went to, you know, took a few minutes, but we did eventually get up the other end and um, create a goal opportunity by um, Burnley giving away a penalty. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm probably not being too pessimistic. You know, I'm sure most people would have been thinking, okay, here we go, Burnley are probably going to go on and win this now with the momentum. And um, I, I've seen a few people I know, but Burnley in the game, weren't they? They were very vocal, criticising the, the penalty appeal. But I thought, I thought I'd be good and do my homework, and I watched the highlights back just before this podcast. And I, the arm, in a totally unnatural position. The other argument they might say then it was quite close, but I actually think there was enough distance there. So to me. We won the game anyway, so if I thought it wasn't a penalty, I'd, I'd say it on this podcast. But no, to, to me, it was a stonewall penalty. Um, and I know we say Morph never misses. I think she has missed two this year, isn't she? But she she scored a, a damn important one there, didn't she? So, um, yeah, good for Morph. Yeah, no, definitely. I think yeah, I think she's had one uh, one miss and one rebounded. Certainly, it's, she missed the one against Fard. That's the one I know she missed. But um, North, Northampton, wasn't it? Yeah, she had one. It was it was saved and she put in the rebound against Northampton as well. You're being kind. Penalty's <laughs> <laughs> penalty. Uh, there we go. But yeah, I, I was going to... You picked up the point I was going to make there, Matt, about uh, Jay Bradford saying it was a soft penalty. But I think the rule's fairly clear. Uh, or the, Sorry, the laws of the game are fairly clear. 
um, Tom, isn't it? If your arm's in an unnatural position, um, then it's it's a penalty. There's no sort of ifs or buts around it. No, it's definitely a penalty. Um, you know, I just think that Jay Bradford was looking for an excuse, you know, because I think she knew that, you know, that that was Burnley's chances gone now, um, you know, and she was a bit frustrated at that. But, yeah, it's a penalty, laws of the game. Um, you know, some might say that, oh, but it was soft, but the rules are very clear, as you say. You know, her arms was in an unnatural position. Um, her arms shouldn't have been there. And it and ultimately it, it, the referee's got the right decision in my opinion and it and it was a penalty, but yeah. There we go. Uh, and we hang on to win the game eventually and um go on to even though we sort of faced quite lots of corners and attacks from Bert from the Burnley uh, Burnley attack, we, we, we saw attack we saw the game out and I think that's the key. We saw out the, the, the victory map. Yeah, and that that's that's really promising because that's obviously something we've been guilty of against inferior opposition, you know. Um, so t- to do it against Burnley, where it's questionable about, you know, whether we're equal to them in terms of ability, whether we're slightly better, Burnley slightly better. Um, and, and to do it away to Burnley while they have that, you know, that carrot dangling in front of them to win the game is, um, is, 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 is really key for us. And yeah, we've not won the league. We're not getting promoted this year, but I think we have to take these little small wins from it and say, OK, the playoffs scrap next year just winning the league is going to be enough. And we, we think about how we've done the double over Forest. We've beat Burnley away in a crunch game. And we've got to take those ones away and think about what's worked in those games and, and take them into next year. Yeah, I, I think that's a really valuable point, isn't it, Tom? That Burnley were our bogey team. We've beaten beat Forest both this season and last season, um, home and away. And... Burnley, we've struggled against over the last two seasons, and uh, but we've now beaten them, and that's so that's the first time since we joined Tier Three, or this this time since joined Tier Three that we've beaten them. Big win. Yeah, without a doubt, um, especially going into next season as well. Um, you know, because I've got that off the bat now. You know, because that sometimes does um, plough your mind a bit in the mentality of it. You know, if you're thinking that oh, we haven't beat them in in this many games, and then you go into it, and then you don't win again, and then you know, ultimately, you know, that, that would have been four against them without winning. So, yeah, but they've won. They've got it off the bat now. And, and next season, that mentality part of it has gone. And, you know, we can focus going to the game thinking, you know, we've, we've done it last season. You know, we can we can win and beat them again. And, yeah, it's all about the mentality of the game and, and, and to get that hoodoo out of the way it is brilliant for us. Yeah, and I think, actually, I mean, just the, the two teams we wish... I say struggled against last season, or three teams. In fact, we struggled against sort of last season to get a win with Burnley, Fylde, and Brighouse. Uh, and we've, Matt, we've we've done all three of we've beaten all three of those away as well. In fact, in all three cases as well. Yeah, yeah. Th- thinking of that that Brighouse game, you know, we ourselves, you know, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or just between ourselves. We we said Forest versus Brighouse. You know, there's there's a real game that Forest could drop points in there, and you know, lo and behold, they actually did. But if we were talking about Forest dropping points in Brighouse, there's a big chance we could have as well. So it it's maybe kind of um, gone under the radar a little bit because obviously we needed a Forest result to go away on Sunday. But to to come away from Brighouse with a a three 0 win is um is a, is a bloody good achievement, you know. And as much as it's not going to get that same reaction because of, of the disappointment then at, at come four o'clock, uh, we we've got to think about you know that that's a controlling performance and a and a really positive result. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that does take us nicely into that game, which, I mean, it was the same starting eleven from the Burnley game. Um, Summer returning to the bench uh, with Ali Miller dropping down. I mean, Tom, we dominated that game, didn't we? It was it was a controlled performance, as Matt said. Yeah, we did, um, without a doubt. Um, it was a great performance from the half. I mean, what Macca wanted to put pressure on mm-hmm. at Forest, you know, I think early on, put all the pressure on, get a goal, while that's nil-nil at Forest, and, and, and try and force them into, you know, making mistakes at Forest, because, you know, if we're winning, they're drawing, you know, the pressure's on them. Um, but yeah, we, we just right from the off, Wolves was on it, and you know, ultimately, we got that early goal, didn't we? Yeah, it was a, a another Morph penalty, um, won by Beth Merrick again, yeah, who was on fire. We'll come back to her in a second, but won by Beth Merrick, and Morph it puts it away to get her take a season so far to or tally for the season so far to 12 goals, which is more than she had last season, Matt. How many of those are the penalties? It's not twelve, is it? She scored a couple. It's not twelve. She has scored a couple. I could. I'll work my way back through at some point. I'll come back. I'll tell. <laughs> I won't be able to do it for the show, but I'll just tell. Just curious. You. I'm not putting more down anyway. You know, scoring penalties is a, a hard achievement. If you say right with the pressure, but I was just curious. I know last year she had a couple of long range free kicks go straight in, didn't she? she um, the, yeah, she had the wonder strike against Forest that went straight. That was in. it. Yeah, scored, yeah, yeah. And she scored direct from a corner against Forest as well. So she likes Forest. But yeah, I think majority of penalties as a defender though you know to get 12 goals with you know we we talk about i don't know most salah in harland and the amount of goals they get and you know a, a large chunk of theirs are penalties too aren't they yeah um we carry on through the game tom don't we but and about half an hour in the 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 wave of brighouse's defense opened before the 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 good shit beth merrick and uh what a strike what a strike, Tom. Yeah, it was a great goal, wasn't it? Um, you know, Beth Beth loves to hit him like that. And, oh, you know, it's one of them where you just want to keep watching and watching and you, you never get bored of it, would you? Just never get bored of watching that. And for me, you know, Beth America's been brilliant this season. You know, she's been tough for me personally. Um, she's my player of the season. You know, she, she's made things happen and she's got goals at crucial times, in crucial games. And I seen a comment, uh, what she put on social media the other day on a video in her interviews, you know, saying that, um, you know, she's thinks she's let the team down. She hasn't, you know, she's been excellent all season. So, yeah, absolute stunning goal from Beth. And, yeah, my play of the season, without a doubt. Yeah, um, where we were stood for that goal, the goal, Tom, it was we were able to look down the length of the pitch and see the defence open for Beth. It's a real sh- that the don't get me wrong. As I said, you can watch that goal again and again. It's just a shame the camera isn't got that that other angle that comes from from behind Beth, so you can see her shooting because it is. You do watch the defence sort of step away, and I, I if I didn't say it verbally to you, I was thinking to myself that, that she was going to have that crack and, and it was going to be top goal, um, and it was it was impressive. Um, Matt, like Tom, I presume, and myself, I presume you you you're disagreeing with Beth's assessment of her season. Yeah, I was just going to say as well, Brighouse. Um, they obviously don't listen to our podcast because we say time and time again, don't give Beth Merrick space. Um, I know she's more than capable of making her own space, but don't give her space. But no, it's a. Um, obviously, I, I only had the highlights to go off, but you're saying it's even better in person. From the highlights itself, it looked like a, a spectacular finish as well. Uh, no, yeah, Beth. She's 
there's a there's a group of players here, you know, a core group of players that are going to be the ones that we hope eventually get us promoted mm. and are the ones that are capable of doing that. And it's your people like Beth Merrick who's had that experience in the championship. Your big game players, you know, and she delivers time and time again. Of course, you know, she's going to look at opportunities that she's missed, but so does every player across all divisions in women's and in men's football. Um, and you can't beat yourself up over them. You've got to think about the value that you've given the team. You know, we've we've lost the league on goal difference, which is obviously heartbreaking. But you've got to think about how we've got and accumulated that points tally. And it's because of players like Beth and the sheer amount of quality they've brought to the team. And is it 15 goals, you said, this year? 15 goals uh, so far this season. Took a, took a little bit. Yes, yeah, so far. Yeah, we've still got one to go. Um, and she, she took a little bit of time to get going last year, you know, and it's, it's hit the ground running this year and, and, and really settled in now to the team. So, um, we, we've spoke about her being captain material in the past and, and, and that really wouldn't surprise me. No, I mean, she got 11 goals last season, 15 so far this season. Um, and I think it wasn't just the wonder strike she had. She had a, a really good free kick, which was in the highlights, um, Tom, that, that smashed against that crossbar. You could just see when she was lining it up that she was going to have the crack and you could just see, she was centimetres off scoring that one, wasn't she, Tom? Yeah, she was. Um, you know, she she was full of confidence as well, having you know scored that scream earlier on, and she had every right to go for it. And yeah, it was just uh, if that had gone in, oh, the scenes would be brilliant. You know, two screamers in the same match, and it was literally so close, wasn't it? And it, yeah, absolutely amazing. Sorry, another one, but you know, sadly, just hit the post. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously Naomi Padot. Bidot wrapped it up at the death with another excellent goal as well. And, you know, for, we talk about defenders not often scoring goals. Naomi sort of not only popped up and scored, but she scored a, a peach of a goal as well. Go on, Matt. Yeah, I was going to say, when I saw it was Naomi that scored, obviously not being at the game, I was like, you know, assuming it was an, a header or a little tap in. And then oh, it's the highlights back and it's a nice little half volley in the top corner. Oh, like yeah. It's... Yeah, she 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 did, uh, and I mean she was awarded the opposition player of the match. Um, interestingly, she was also the opposition player of the match um, against Burnley as well. So two opposition player of the matches in the last sort of two games. Um, Naomi's really settling into the team, I feel, um, and being a really good asset, don't you think, Matt? Yeah, and and we talk about players like Naomi and, and, and Beth Roberts that we brought in from Stoke, and obviously that came with our transition from a back three to a back four. I must say, as much as I was devastated to lose, I think it's a, it's such a strange feeling because I, I don't think we expected, obviously, to win the league on Sunday, given Forest's game against Stoke. But I've got so much positive to go into next year. I think scrapping the playoff final helps, but getting these players in towards the end of the season now, you know, rated as opposition player of the match, who's winning fans player of the month votes for us. And we can see... You know, getting a full season out of the likes of Beth Roberts and Naomi is is, is going to be key next year, and it, it it brings a lot of promise. And it, I'm as as much as I know most of the squad and everything are going to be devastated as it stands. I'm I'm really optimistic for next year again. Yeah, it, it's that there's a good core strength. I mean, obviously we'll sort of do the full sort of look back at the full season review and look at positions and where we need strength, etc. But there is a good core there, isn't that that we can build on and strength? Yeah, that's sort of there for. It's young, it's hungry for success, uh, and it, it's it's really sort of positive feel around the club, isn't it? It's there's a good opportunity there for next season, Tom. 
Yeah, without a doubt, you know, Wolves have built from what was last season and will build again in the summer. You know, the the core is there, you know, if we can keep hold of the likes of Tammy. Um, you know, we we've got to be able to keep hold of our best players this summer. Um, I think, you know, because we don't want to lose the core of the squad. So if we can keep hold of Tammy, the likes of Amber, you know, Beth, who who's going to be crucial for next season and, you know, the likes of Death and build on it. Um, you know, bring in hopefully, you know, some from championship experience. Um, you know, I think, you know, maybe bring some of Cobb's best players in. Um, because I think if you look um between the two projects, Wolves have got the better project going on at the minute, ain't they? And you know, Wolves want to be in the championship and now that now that um playoff has gone, you know, that takes away um, you know, the playoff, which is you know, it gives teams more opportunity to put money into it, to invest. And that's what we need to do, in my opinion. Put a lot of investment in this summer and there's less risk. Playoffs gone, there's less risk winning your league. And I think that's what teams like us should be doing. And I think Burnley will be, we have the same view as well. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, next season will be our season and it will be third time looking. Yeah, I mean, we've alluded to what we've said it. Um, Forest. Sort of won the league in the end on goal difference. They won three nil on the day. Nineteen goals more than us. And so, um, I think realistically can point to sort of four games where they they um they score thirty three goals in four games. That, that's you know sort of big double figures against Fylde and Boldmere. Um, and sort of double, you know sort of I think it was eleven goals across two games against West Brom. Um, Matt, that that's where they won it, wasn't it? Those four games. It is. Uh, you know, we, we hear about Maka and, and some of the players saying about not being clinical. It's not so much, OK, why didn't we win game 6-7-0? You know, ultimately, I suppose we did lose the league on not winning game 7-0, but it's those it's those ones where you just needed that extra goal. You know, the derby game against Fylde, taking our chances in the right moment, we minimum get a point in that one. Liverpool feds on the first game of the season. It's It's those kind of ones, it's at the end of the day, you win every single game 1-0, you win the league. Mm. So as much as it would be nice to win games 10-0, you know, they, they are freak results, really. And they're the kind of results we don't really want to see because it's, it, it, you know, whether it's in the WSL, whether it's in any league, even in, in, in the men's football, we, we don't want to see those results. It, it looks amateurish, doesn't it, to be beating teams 12-0. Um, so it's, it, it, it's about being clinical and keeping those clean sheets. And I think that's got to be the way forward rather than, there's no point winning the game 6-0 against, I think, was it February beat Loughborough 6-0, but then and drew 2-2 with Stoke. It's it's seeing those games out and winning every game by one or two goals, which I feel like we did quite well last year. We didn't score hats, a hat full of goals last year um, at, at, at different points in certain games, you know what I mean? All the teams were winning 5-6-0 and we were quite often winning by one or two goals and ultimately that's what won us the league. Go on, Tom. Yeah, um, I'm a clean sheet, you know, Macca's made it vocal, you know, he's not been happy this season with with the clean sheets, um, with a clean sheet record. I mean, last season we had a brilliant clean sheet record and I think, you know, this season it hasn't been there and I think, you know, Mac has been frustrated at that, um, you know, but, you know, it's, I agree with what um, Matt has just says, you know, you it's not about winning 12 every week, um, you know, we don't want to see that, you know, it makes the women's look women's football look amateurish in a way. Um, but, you know, it's it's for games what, you know, in a way that 
if you look back at the Derby game when we're not being given that penalty and, you know, if you look at the game, Stoke in the, in the 90 plus whatever minute and we go and concede an equaliser, that's where we'll look back on um, and think what if, um, you know, so it's not about, you know, going out and scoring seven every week um, ultimately, you know, it's it's just three, three results, what, what's giving it Forest in a way and, uh, and not us, but yeah, it, it, I think next season, I think Mac will be working quite a lot in, in getting that clean sheet record back and, and you know, not conceding many goals at the back and making it tight. And hopefully, you know, that's where we'll we'll, we'll have a success next season. I, I won't tell you all my, my little stats, um, but I will tell you that uh, last season we had 15 clean sheets in the league and this season we have 10. Um, so that so we've you know sort of fifty percent or whatever uh, drop by a third in the number of clean sheets we had from last season. Um, I mean, I think there'll be various reasons for that, but yeah, it's one of those as you say, need to look at um, and look to make sure we sort of improve on that. As I said, we'll look at doing the full season review, sort of do a deep dive into various bits later on. So we won't go any further into that. Um, but we do have the April Player of the Month award to to do. Um, it, it was a tough one, I think, this time to, to pick players because I think there's some re- you could pick lots of players um, who have done really well this this month, uh, especially with lots of games and lots of opportunities to shine uh, and and go for it. Um, but four we've gone for have um, probably names that nobody will be surprised about. Um, but they've all done really well, and we'll you know have reasons to to um, to sort of uh, explain why. Um, Tom, if I could start with yourself, um, Beth Merrick, why is she your April Player of the Month? Well, she's been excellent for him, isn't he? Um, and she at Molyneux, you know, two goals there, and you know that that strike at Big House, you know, it was excellent, and I think you know she deserves to be in the vault just for that for that goal alone. So. Yeah, it has been amazing all season. So, yeah, another she deserves to be in that vault. Um, Matt, Tammy, why should she why she put forward? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure I'm going to personally vote for Tammy on it, but I thought she had a, a good couple of games within April, um, obviously before 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 the red card. Uh, the Molyneux game, you know, I thought she controlled that midfield. I think that first half, the first 60 minutes at Molyneux, I think before we... We made a few changes for sentimental reasons. You know, we, we were outstanding in that middle and, and Tammy was a big part of that. Uh, and same in that Feds game where we really had to dig in and, and hold on towards the end there. So, uh, obviously, we're, since Tammy's been back from from her injury there, you know, she's she's been a key player for us, as she always is. Yeah. Uh, and Morph, Matt, as well? Yeah, look, we have talked about earlier, you know, the 12 goals in the season and a, a couple of important penalties just in the last two weeks alone. And she's really settled, you know. It, it, it's easier just to think about going from the back three to the back four. We know what a good player Morphe is and just assumed that she would slot in there with a change of formation. And she's covered a little bit at left back there. And, you know, she's she's really made centre-back her own um, just in that left-hand side one and forming a really good partnership with Naomi now. And speaking of Naomi, Tom, Naomi Badone. Yeah, um, she's been great since she joined, isn't she? Um, you know, four starts. For the club, two goals, and it's always hard. I think you know when a when a player comes into a, a new team so late in the season, um, to settle. But you know she, she's had no problems ever, she, and and she's been great. And two two excellent goals from her. So yeah, she deserves to be there as well. 
Well, thank you very much. We'll catch, we'll head into a break now um, and we'll be back after that with chatting through the, looking for the, the County Cup final and a few other bits and pieces. Many thanks. See you after the break. Welcome to part two of this edition of the Wolves Win podcast. And we're joined for this part by a special guest in uh, ahead of the County Cup final. We've got Richard Clark from Starbridge Women's Football Club. Welcome, Star. Welcome, Richard. Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Obviously, um, lo- looking forward to the the big game um, in a couple of well, ninth of May. So, but just over a week, just under a week's time. Um, first of all, though, obviously, congratulations to Starbridge on promotion. We'll obviously be seeing a lot more of you next season. That's back-to-back promotions, isn't it, from Tier 6? Uh, well, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, yeah, from Tier 6, if you include the upward movement, which was the first the first of those, in the same way as you you came up from Tier 4 to, to Tier 3 at the same time. So, yeah, we're we're pretty pleased with the way it's gone over the last three years. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, well, it's been a it's been a meteoric rise, hasn't it? So it's... Mm. Uh, I think... Yeah, it's hard, hard to believe, you know, three years ago we were playing the likes of teams that are not, sort of um they're not wolves and they're not west brom and they're not potentially newcastle you know so it's um we've had quite a journey yeah well it wasn't it was that sort of whilst you're in tier six was the last time we actually met starbridge which was in the fa mm. cup just before covid ended the second covid hit season yeah. um it was a behind yeah. closed doors friendly i don't know obviously because i know you're involved with the team whether you're uh, so it was behind closed door game um I don't, as you're involved with the team, I don't know if you're able to make that. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was there in in the pouring rain at Technol, uh on the artificial pitch, um, watching absolutely drenched from the sidelines, um, and it was just—I mean, it was a day game, but it was pitch black. Yeah, uh, it was a horrible afternoon, and I'm, but we gave a decent account of ourselves. You won three 0 but but we did okay on the day. So, yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, Tuesday will be a little bit different in in many ways. <laughs> Certainly, the weather will hopefully be better. Yeah, we ran, so, yeah. We ran out three 0 winners. Jade Cross, yeah. Kelly Darby, and Anna Price Perks getting the the three goals from us. I mean, it's interesting yeah. when you look yeah. back at that. Certainly, from a Wolves perspective, you look back at that team. Um, KJ made her debut, her first team debut. She's now obviously regular, having played at Leafield last season. Mm-hmm. But Ali Miller, Dicko, Jade, obviously Kelly Darby, Tammy Morph. Perks and Beck Thomas all still around the squad. Is there many from the Stabridge team that, that played that day? I should, I should have done my research, shouldn't I? Um, th- there are. I mean, I'd say there's probably as many as nine or ten, I'm g- guessing here, from the squad that day who are still with the club in one form or another. Um, so, yeah, we haven't had too many changes. We, we brought a few new players in at the start of this season, obviously, with the, with another step up. Mm-hmm. Um but we didn't lose too many players and, and, you know, we've managed to sort of grow the squad rather than replacements. Um, so we've, we've stayed pretty stable over the last three years or so. So you'll recognise some of the players and names, I'm sure. Well, there's a couple that obviously we do recognise with their connection with, um, with, with Wolves from previous times. Yeah, um, yeah. Particularly Lindsay Glover and Lois Jeffries. Yeah. They've played for us. Um, we obviously did play Starbridge the season before that in the cup, in the County Cup and you nearly caused us mm. a, an upset taking us to, <laughs> uh, Penalties, um, yeah. having gone ahead as well, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so there's a bit of a the, this game's going to be quite tight. Uh, Matt, your what sort of your immediate thoughts on the game about and how it'll look to shape up? It's a, an interesting prospect, really. You know, we've Stourbridge with all their recent success. It would it'd be interesting, not just as a cup final, but to see 
what that gap is right now uh, between Wolves and Stourbridge, you know, going into next season. And I think Stourbridge will be quite competitive going in there. I predicted that with, um, with Brighouse when they came up with us and um, with Liverpool Feds this year. So I, I think it'll be similar with Stourbridge there. And they'll want to cause an upset, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll definitely play the underdog card. And I think, I know we'll, we'll, we'll go on to it in a moment, but playing it at Molyneux as well, I think it's going to add a little bit of an extra extra spice for them too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, let's let's come on to that, Rich. Um, it's the game's been announced. It's at Molyneux. Um, I know yourself and Tom had um, interesting conversations with with a mutual friend of ours called Colin. Um, <laughs> he he doesn't support a really good team. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts uh, of the, you know, and sort of what's the thoughts around the Stourbridge camp about the game being played at Molyneux? Um. I don't think we mind, really. I mean, you know, we've got to beat you somewhere, so it might as well be there, hadn't it, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> in front, in front of your fans. no, look, it, it, it's, a, it's a patch of grass like any other. Um, the players will go out and play the game. We've got, you mentioned Lindsay Lois, there are other players who've played for Wolves, um, maybe not for the first team, but through the, the junior ranks and so on. We've got quite a healthy contingent of players who played for Wolves and a lot of the girls are Wolves supporters as well. So, you know, it, it'll be a special night for them. Um, and I think, you know, better to play at, at Molyneux, a big stadium, than at potentially another non-league ground, maybe. Um, it could be a bit of an event, a bit of an occasion. We'll enjoy the evening out. And I, I don't think there's any complaints on our part. You know, it's... Um, it's about the occasion. Um, and I don't think once once we get out there on the pitch, I don't think anybody will, will care that you're, quote unquote, the home team in a neutral sense. Yeah. And, and Tom, I mean, Wolves like to put on a show. So, I mean, we don't know what they've got planned at the minute, but um, they do want to, they will want to make a big bit of a thing about this, won't they? Yeah, most definitely. Um, obviously, you know, it's at Molyneux, so... You know, it's a great opportunity um, for the girls to dish some silverware there because obviously you don't get that much opportunity to play there and especially not to lift lift a trophy in front of your own crowd. So, yeah, I expect they'll put on quite a show. Probably the light show will return. Um, probably the, you know, the Flames pre-kick-off. So, yeah, I, I expect all of that to be fair. Yeah, and Richard, it's it's quite good, isn't it, this time around that the, uh, the women's... Cup final is at a Premier League ground, and the men's is at, is at the Best Scott, isn't it? So it's the uh, oh, sorry, the Poundland Stadium, as we must give it its proper name. I'm, sorry, I'm not going to get drawn into that, Nick, because you know full well that our men's team is playing in that Cup final. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's, yeah. and, our, and our our youth team is also playing in their Birmingham County Cup final the following Monday. So that's um that's quite a hat trick. I don't know whether that's unique. Um, but yeah, we're we're pretty proud of that as a club that all three of our teams have reached the county cup finals. But and beating Wolves men or Wolves what was it under under eighteens, wasn't it? En route to that one. The under twenty threes, I think it is. Or yeah. might have been the under eighteens, I don't know. But yeah, 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 that was one of one of the teams we we've knocked out. And yeah, West no. Brom. Not West Brom out as well. Well, we'll we'll, let, we'll give you that one. There. <laughs> we'll let you have that. Um, I, I mean, obviously, Richard, we, we mentioned Lindsay. Lindsay's last game for us was actually at the Molyneux, where we played Lincoln in an end of season friendly. Um, mm. Wolves ran out three one winners. Obviously, with Lindsay having played there relatively recently, will Andy be sort of speaking to her and sort of getting a, a, a feel about sort of what the Molyneux's like, how big the pitch is? Certainly, um... when you stand there, it looks a very big pitch. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess he'll he'll lean on like any manager. He'll lean on whatever experience he, he can within the camp. Um, Lindsay's not the only one. There's three or four of our players who played at Molyneux 
um, for, I'm assuming for various Wolves teams, maybe junior tournaments or whatever, mm-hmm. might have been end of season stuff. Um, I'm talking to players today and I know three or four of them have played at Molyneux before. Um, so, th- th- you know, there are players in the team and, and players like like Lois, you mentioned, who played at higher levels. We've got one or two other players who played at tier three. So, you know, th- they know what this sort of match will be all about. And I mean, I guarantee you one thing that, you know, we won't be intimidated. Um, you know, we'll they'll they'll go out and they'll be ready for the game. We're not um, we're not frightened of it, and uh, I won't say we're not frightened of wolves. That 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 sounds a bit um, I don't know, sounds a bit uh, arrogant maybe, but it's not meant that way. We Andy always sends a team out to win a game. We won't play for penalties. We might come undone playing that way, but but he's an attacking manager. Our teams have always been attacking, um, and that's that's what I expect us to try and do on the night. So I don't know. I don't think we'll be frightened. And I think, as you say, you know, we've got we've got experience in the camp, whether it's experience of this level or of playing at Molyneux or this sort of stage. Um, and, and probably, you know, when you when you look at it, well, OK, you guys have played at Molyneux a couple of times this year. You probably played at one or two other bigger stadiums as well. But you don't do that very often yourself. So in a cup final in front of your own fans, maybe your players might feel the pressure a little bit more. I don't know. There is a good argument. I was actually about that i was actually just quickly going to roll back to where we talk about andy liking to attack uh be attacking i mean so what sort of formation does he stick out is it a you know four four two or is he sort of a bit more fluid in his attacking uh i don't think i'm going to do macca's research for him <laughs> <laughs> you're already doing that done that don't worry we, about the, that. The, the truthful answer is that that we adopt different formations um we've got strikers who can play in a different roles um and andy's more than happy to switch between those certainly this season you know it's it's a long we, this is our 35th game we played 35 last season as well uh this one's been longer because you can chuck in two periods of extra time as well this season mm-hmm. um and it's tough on the players so certainly the last couple of months he's chopped and changed it a little bit he's changed formations he's changed the personnel as i'm sure Macca has as well so i i wouldn't say we've got a set formation or style of play but whatever we do do we we will try and attack and try and score goals yeah uh, Matt, I mean the the attendance so far, ticket sales so far have been really healthy, hasn't it? I mean for thirteen hundred at last count. Um, would it? I mean, there's a sort of a, a complaint out there that it's a midweek game during the term time doesn't help families get there. Could it not have been at weekends? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a difficult one in terms of what you judge your success for it. You know, for the Carrot Cup final, I think we had a nice healthy attendance at the Best Scott last year and given the size of the best got, you know, we thought it was a good attendance in there, whereas obviously that same repeated attendance is going to look a lot less in Molyneux. Um, but I think a thousand and a half so far, if we can break the 2000 barrier, I think that'd be quite good. Obviously it'd be easy to compare it to the Huddersfield attendance, but you know, that was, that was a Sunday at the start of the Easter holidays. It was a nice day. So you would have had people buying tickets at the last minute. So it, you can't really compare it to that, I suppose. And, yeah, in a perfect world, you know, you had a couple of bank holidays in here that maybe you could have could have could have used. Um, but it's to have a venue like Molyneux, I'm sure they couldn't be too picky on the dates as well. Yeah, I think that that's an important thing about the actually the flag there about the ticket sales is these will I mean, yes, there'll be some complimentary tickets which both clubs will be issuing um to their sort of families and friends, etc., or some sort of deals there. But all the rest will be sold. Because obviously, when with the Huddersfield game that we had, we, it was members got in for free, season ticket holders got in for free. So this will actually be 
proper full sales time, won't it? And that I think is a, an important statement as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, you know, because in, in previous times um, at Molyneux, you know, season ticket holders, members, they all got it in for free, but now obviously we've got to pay for the tickets. So, yeah, it, it's great that, you know, we've, we've, we've sold that many tickets so far. Um, as Matt said, I'd like to see us push past for 2,000 if we could. Um, I know Stourbridge have probably been quite a lot with them as well. Um, so yeah, just if we can push past for two thousand mark, that that would be a great achievement. By the looks of it, Starbridge have already pushed past the three hundred mark. So by my counting, I don't know, Richard, have you got a better feel yeah, of how many Starbridge have sold? I, I checked this evening, and there's four hundred and five seats blocked out now in our section. Whether they've all been sold, there was a block that was sort of blocked out from the start. I think so. Whether there's some set aside, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's four hundred blocked out. I'm not going to say we sold four hundred. Yeah, I I done my my count last night, so yeah, so you probably put you can easily say there's probably three three fifty there that has been sold. So that's a a really good another healthy. Think, yeah, we we got to be happy with that because that would be more than our average home crowd for a match. Um, a lot of our junior players will come, a lot of their families will come. Um, hopefully, a lot of people from the club who probably perhaps haven't been to see a women's match or one or two in the past will come and enjoy it, whatever the result. And it's it's these occasions that that just help you to grow that little bit of support. Um, if there's a big crowd there and if people can get involved in the match and involved in the atmosphere off the pitch, I think that's the, these are the occasions that do help you to, to grow your support and grow interest in the team. It's not just about support, it's about interest. Yeah. Um, get, yourselves, get yourselves out there a little bit. Definitely. And I think it's been really beneficial that the club and the county, or the, both clubs and the county FA have, have had separate areas for for Starbridge fans and for Wolves fans so you can have that bit of and put them opposite sides so therefore that you can have that bit of banter backwards and forwards across the pitch as well yeah I think sort of my own view probably is slightly different I'd rather have them both I'd rather have them both probably on the same side of the ground uh I think it detaches everybody if they're on if you've got a smallish crowd in a big stadium and they're on two different sides of the ground but it's also you know it's, it's you pay your money you take your choice don't you you know yeah. different opinions on things like that yeah, uh, and just quick, uh, quickly before I sort of come on to any sort of final questions, I mean, sort of uh, at this point in time, um, aspirations for next season is it tenth and anything above that is is a success? Uh, well, <laughs> we came up this season, um, and obviously, as, as you'll know, we lost the first game at Sheffield, and I think that was a bit of an awakening, um, and we needed to turn things around a little bit quickly, and, and we did. But I think our aspirations this season coming in were. That we felt we could hold our own we felt we could do okay uh that, that you know 10th as you put it 10th would be a failure uh we, we were better than that um i don't think we expected in our wildest dreams to be challenging for the title let alone potentially winning it by 10 or 12 points um so bold predictions for next season yeah i i put this is me personally speaking if you ask andy you'll probably get a different question different answer but yeah if we can finish 10th or above i, I would take that i would take that now um and that's something to build on you mentioned Brighouse you know they they came up and they I, I don't know how they did in their first season I can't remember but they're pretty established now at that level and they're not quote unquote a big club they haven't got probably the resources that, that Wolves or Forest or even Albion should have um but they, but they manage they get by more than get by and and they're, they're a team maybe that we'd be looking to emulate in terms of getting a foothold and establishing ourselves so that we, we don't sort of come straight back down or last a couple of seasons and come back down, have to start again. Um, 
the aim is to try and establish ourselves uh, and then you've got something to build on and push forward from. Uh, the difficulty will always be for us is that potentially we've got Newcastle coming up as well. Um, and then from the Northern Division, maybe next season you might have Leeds, Hull uh, pushing at that in that division as well. You're going to get over the next few years, bigger clubs taking it more seriously, coming up the pyramid, and it's going to get harder and harder for a club of our size to compete. And we know that. We know that. So, um, yeah, we're just riding the wave while we can. No, definitely. Um, I mean, obviously, have you got any questions yourself for, for us, you know, sort of looking forward to that game, on the game on the night for me? Oh, crikey. I wasn't expecting to be the interviewer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, we'd we like to switch around a bit as well. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking not, not so much for this game because this game's a one-off for us. This is a this is a free hit. You know, if if we get something out of the game, if we take you to penalties, or even if we win, you know, absolutely fabulous. Um, but it's an absolute free hit for us. We have nothing to lose. I think looking ahead to next season, you saw us play at Peterborough uh, the other week, um, which wasn't quite a full strength team. Um, what what would what would your thoughts be on our prospects for next season? As somebody who knows the division, personally, I think you you'll fit somewhere between tenth and. Fifth, comfortably. I think the the personally, I think um, Feds will will need to strengthen significantly, and Stoke and West Brom will as well. So they'll be your bottom three teams, not necessarily in that order. Um, we've got rid of the 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 the, the chaff. I'll be polite. The, the chaff with with um, the teams that have gone gone down over the last couple of seasons, not just this season, but last last mm. couple of seasons. Um, so therefore, the likes of West Brom and Stoke are going to have to invest if they want to stay in this division. Yeah, uh, I mean Stoke's uh, an interesting one, isn't it? Because they're going semi-pro, whatever that might end up meaning, and same with Derby. Um, so clearly, there is some sort of will to to invest there. Yeah, I I, I would be. I, I, yeah, you look at that league, and I think you could easily sort of hold your own that mid table quite easy. Um, and realistically, there's a top three, there's a bottom three, and then there's everybody else, and it's where you finish and that everybody else. And I think you'll probably find roughly that that's about the same again this this time around yeah. next season. I think, I think what we will have in our favour, I, I hope, and I'd like to say, um, and I guess every team would say this is, is our team spirit on and off the pitch as a club. Um, we've the club has invested in the women's team over the last three or four years. And and you mentioned the word investment and everybody says, oh, here we go. You know, it's all about the money. But you can invest without spending and you can spend without investing. You've got to invest wisely. And investment means people. It means attitude. It means commitment. And that's that's what our strength has been over the last two or three years. Not the fact that we pay our players expenses, which we do and we're open and honest about, probably puts us at an advantage over most clubs in, in the division we're just coming out of. But... You, you won't get anywhere just by spending money and by not doing all the other good things as well. And that's what we've tried to build. And hopefully that is something that, that will stand us in good stead through, you know, we're going to have some, some bad results next season. We're not going to go almost a whole season unbeaten again, like we have this year from the first day to, to almost the last without losing a game. Um, we're going to have to go through those tough results and we're going to have to withstand that. And that's where that team spirit, that, that attitude, that commitment off the pitch is probably going to be tested. Um, and hopefully we're strong enough and resilient enough to to, to plough through that. 
No, that makes sense, and and I think you sort of alluded to it as well. It's the the, the what Wolves call the no dickheads policy, um, in in the signings, um, you know, people who play for the team. Matt, Tom, any questions for Richard from yourselves? Anything? Any other points you want to make about this big game coming up on the ninth of May? Uh, not really a question. No, I just wanted to add to that. I think you know Stourbridge now they're a team that are so used to winning with the back to back to back promotions, and I can actually see you maybe picking up quite a few positive results in that first half of the season while you've got that momentum still going. And mm. it, it's got to be against those teams, doesn't it, that will be in and around you. I think we saw Stoke this year. They they started the season really well, didn't they, because they were beating all the teams around them. They were beating Brighouse at the time that were down there. They were beating Feds, beating um, West Brom. And then all of a sudden they started going down. So I feel like you'll have a positive start before maybe sliding a little bit. But I, I think Brighouse I, could be down there. You know, it, it, you mentioned again about these teams that can be don't have the same levels of investment. You know, Brighouse said that they had a poor season before a, a really good ending. Um, Huddersfield, we see them going in one direction at the minute, I think. And and, and like you said, Nick West Brom. So uh, I think you'll be in a battle, but I think Feds will be one of the teams to go down. And then it, it, it's two or three teams, isn't it, for that other spot? Yeah. Tom, anything else from yourself? No, I'll just echo what Matt has just said. Um, I think Starbridge will be fine next season. Um, you know, I think that there's some going to be with some worse, more worse teams in there. Um, you know, if you look at the state of West Brom as a whole at the minute as well, with their lack of um finances with the men's side, so they're not going to be putting more loads of money into it. So I could see them losing some of their their best players this season. So they they could be dragged into that bottom two. But I think that, you know, Stourbridge have got a good project there and I think, you know, they're going to be fine next season. They'll, they'll be comfortable. There you go, Matt. That's very reassuring, chaps. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, that, you see, we're just buttering you up, ready for your score <laughs> predictions, Richard. You got, you're got you not going to get leave the show without making a score prediction. Oh, that sip of red oh. wine there. Come on. You, 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 you... Yeah. Um, okay, bit of reverse psychology. I think we're going to lose two one. I think we're going to push you all the way, but I think I think I think you'll come out on top. I think you'll edge it in the end two one. Matt, I'm going to go three one. I think Stourbridge are going to equalise, make us squirm a little bit, but then we'll we'll pull away again. Yeah, Tom. I think it's going to be tight. I'm going to go two one Wolves. Two one. I, I think it's going to be tight. I think you're going to get Stabridge are going to give us a better t- game than um. Uh, I, I was going to say our noisy neighbours. They're not that noisy. The the, the Tesco carry bag lot down the road gave us. So I'm going to go three two. And I think it'll be uh yeah. I'm going to Tammy Joyce Wonder Girl to win it. There if you it's go. three two, if it's three two, we'll have had our money's worth. Uh, yeah. Well, we usually give West Brom a goal to start the game off, you know, so that, yeah, they, we usually yeah, that's, give, that's let, let them get 1-0 up. So, yeah. So, yeah, we'll give, you yeah, know, we won't give you that. We'll make you work for it. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Richard, many thanks. Obviously, um, best of bad luck on the 9th of May to uh, establish. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm sure we'll catch up over, the, well, over the summer, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll be, yeah. Uh, Finding out who's still and who's players off who, um, yeah. and gossip. But, but um, yeah, we'll see you in the in tier three Northern Division next season. Um, Indeed, pleasure so, to be on, Nick. Other well, pleasure to have you on, uh, and thanks a lot, mate. Much appreciated. Cheers. Cheers. Um, we'll carry on with the rest of the sh- show. Um, bits of news and pieces there. Um, UEFA Nations League announcement was done or draw was done. Um, Northern Ireland were in pot B. 
um, and they're facing Republic of Ireland, Albania and Hungary. Matt, that's a, a good draw for, for Shan, isn't it? It's a tasty group, isn't it? You know, up against uh, up against the Republic and then probably a nice away day on a farm in Albania somewhere. I'm sure she would love to start that game. Yeah, that's that, that's the one time, isn't she? She's hoping that uh, is uh, she doesn't get drawn for Albania away. Tom, go. Uh, okay, we'll carry on. Um, oh, got that moment. Um, just the other piece of news that was done over the week was the uh, last week or so was the three hundred club announcement. Um, I think this is a, a excellent um statement by the club, especially with uh. Anna Price, um, Anna, Anne Joyce, oh, Fries, as we all know, and Amber Quick all being recognised. Um, it, it was a really good piece of work by the club, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, yeah, really good um, to be recognising both men and women as as equal within the club there and their their appearances. And obviously, it's you've got so many players that have been loyal to the club for for years and years and years. And obviously, Anna Price, she's she's had a lot of memorable moments in in recent years and. Um, as we know, she she's ending towards the near uh, end of her career now. To to get that recognition is is brilliant for her. Yeah, uh, and it's the I mean, I think we won't, probably won't see many more players in men's or women's game get uh, three hundred appearances for the club, will we? I mean, the it's the cross twins, you know, Jade and Emma, who are both ne- next nearest. We're both having got over two hundred twenty five um, appearances, but that's still sort of two seasons worth of fixtures to come from both of them to to get into that three hundred club. Yeah, and it, it, it's a hard one because you we, we talk about the women's game obviously with it going professional a few years ago, and you know we're hoping that that Wolves will be climbing into the championship and get into that semi-pro or professional bracket. But that's when sentimentality then gets lost, doesn't it? Mm. And you know we, we're going to see less and less players getting three hundred because you know in the case of Jay Cross and Cross, then you know there's a debate then about their 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 expertise and their their abilities at championship level. You know what I mean? And suddenly we're talking about. Oh, that might be it. Who knows? You know, I'm not the one to make those decisions. But um, as much as it's great that you've got players that have been servants for that time and that, that should be recognised, if Wolves want to keep on climbing, there's going to be an exodus of players at different times and there's going to be a lot of changeover. So it'll be interesting to see over the years if, if, if Wolves do keep progressing and, and what that means for the amount of appearances players make. Yeah, I think probably Tammy and, and more for the next two who will be sort of next in line for that, that 300, but they're still... Good 200 appearances away, both of them. So we'll wait and see. Um, just wrapping up some of the other bits and pieces. Uh, reserves news. Um, they played Loughborough um, a couple of weeks back, 1-6-1. Van Abeb and Daisy Wicket both getting a goal each. And Amy Hare getting four um, in that match, including a first-half hat-trick. So well done to that, those three in that one. And against Donny last week, or this weekend just gone, they ran out 6-0 winners with Millie Webb and Daisy Wicket both getting a brace and Liberty Walker and Grace Gregory won a piece. Their final game of the season is this coming Sunday at Compton, 7th of May, against Calsa. And I know that, that uh, yeah, we'll be, yeah, there'll be plenty of players who... Starbridge uh, will be wishing us to beat uh, Calcer and help Starbridge with their progression up the reserve table list as well. So, uh, yeah, so there's a bit of a watching eye from our friends down the road there. Well, that brings us to the end of this show, but I would just like to say a few, one last bit there. Um, please do follow us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're all at Wolves Women Pod. Um, please do give us a follow. Um please do also give us a five-star review. 
Um, we've got a couple more shows left to go before the really before the end of the season. Um, obviously after the final, and we'll do a sort of a, a wrap up of everything. But from me, it's a goodbye. From Matt, it's a goodbye. Goodbye. And from Tom, goodbye. Thank you very much. And remember, up the mighty walls, down the baggies.